feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up. You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Hey, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. Ah, shows i've seen they're i mean top three one of the greatest live bands i've ever seen fuck yeah yeah first time as rocket from the crypt you ever heard of him anthony we got special guest producer anthony massioli is it all right we use your real name oh sure oh, well you already did so i need to get canceled <laughs> we could edit it out thanks for having me <laughs> yeah we went to uh they were we listened to that band so much and this is when i lived up in Humboldt county which would at that time uh, we didn't get a whole lot of shows coming through there, but we they were playing down in the Bay Area, and we we're like, we got to carry that fan down there and see him. And the first two bands played, I won't name them because I'm going to disparage them, but uh, they were kind of like lo-fi garagey bands. You know that at that time, like I wasn't really into that. I came to appreciate that kind of music like down the road, like U two. <clears throat> yeah, U two or Smash Mouth <laughs> would be another one. <laughs> and uh, they. Uh, when so the first two bands played, you know, I, I wanted like that wall of guitar, like huge rock sound, which Rocket from the Crypt were the masters of that. Yeah, <clears throat> that album specifically wow. that you just played. I mean, that's and, that, and the horns. Yeah, I mean, with the horns just like and everything, a full on. Yeah, just fucking car wreck. Like into that a, into a train. That wreck album is, is like me and my friends. That's our like Led Zeppelin four. I. Your brother turned me on to him, yeah, and he told me he's like, "This is the greatest band of all time," <laughs> and he he openly admitted he's like, "I get all of my musical taste from my brother." Oh, he got, he used to ape them like crazy back then. We all did, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. We went and uh, I went and saw him at Great American Music Hall once. Yeah. We drove down from uh, from up here mm-hmm. with those guys. Yeah, yeah. it was like we a, saw, it was like a pilgrimage for yeah, them. Yeah, we saw them like right when that album came out, and that album kind of blew them up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but, they were on MTV. And yeah, we, stuff. we we saw them in kind of a a uh, smaller club. Anyway, those two like first kind of lo-fi garage bands played, and I was kind of like, "Well, we're gonna have a good time. Um, it's just gonna be one of those shows, you know, that's d- kind of low energy." And and then they came on the stage, and just like I could not believe it. It was yeah, like, it was one of those yeah, things where like no one's like everyone. There's no like 
rowdy pit or anything. You know, everyone just, it was standing there just like stunned. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was this crazy energy. And it was one of the yeah, best shows I've ever seen. That's a good point. Like yeah. they could bring that much energy without like a violent kind of yeah. uh, edge to it. Yeah. It, it was like a car wreck into a train wreck into a burning building, but it was without the, the violence that you would, you know, that everyone laughs afterwards. It was like COVID <laughs> and monkeypox and a hurricane all wrapped up into one. Yeah. And, and then with the threat of a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. And like that's COVID how, pox NATO. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> I saw them. I mean, I've seen them. I can't, I've lost track of how many times I've seen that man. But one of the coolest times I saw them wasn't their best performance. I mean, which is, I mean, they're them having a slightly off night. It wasn't even an off night, but it's still like one of the best bands you've ever seen. But I saw them play. It was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. If I can't remember, because this was when I used to go to like three, four shows a week. But they played with Botch, who was like a crazy, like heavy, like math core, like hardcore band, mm-hmm. like metalcore band. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from Tacoma, Washington, I think. Or, right, right. Yes! catchy like rock and roll band with hooks and they do like a whole speed or the singer does the whole vegas showman kind of character when they play live like yeah. it's just so it's super fun and botch is like the most angriest like esoteric like intellectual crazy like math hardcore and just the whole show was so everyone was so amped on every band it was really really cool it was like because when i saw the bill i was like those are two of my favorite bands, like, but I cannot see them playing together. Right. And it was so perfect. Like, everyone was so down for every band. That's was, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Where was that show at? Uh, that was at Great American Musical in San Francisco. Oh, it was like awesome. them. It was Botch, Rocker from the Crypt, and American Steel, and another band that I'm that's kind of escaping me right now. But every band brought something just so different to the table. Which in Europe shows are more like that, and tours are more like that. Like festivals, you'll have like. Slayer opening up for like Ario Speedwagon and then Bad Company <laughs> and then Metallica like and everyone is so into all the, the festivals and that kind of live music is so much more diverse and we don't have that here in America I don't know why it's for whatever reason but I remember being at that show I'm I like, think you're forgetting Woodstock '99 my friend <laughs> yes we had well Bill Graham did that. we had Limp Biscuit and Insane Clown Posse <laughs> dude they also had uh, Cheryl Crow and <laughs> Jewel. Uh, like uh, blur. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the new Jewel interview on Joe Rogan was pretty good. My sister in law just texted me about it. Four uh, hours long. Yeah, that's from like last year, right? Is it? Yeah, she said it was brand new. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it, it is. Christy, fa- get it, it together. Yeah. Are you making me look bad? It is fascinating, though. Yeah, and I listened to that one. I wouldn't call myself a Jewel fan, <laughs> but her life story is crazy interesting. I thought she had good music. Really. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't think I've ever heard a Jewel song. Really? Yeah. Then how do you know it's bad? I'm just saying I'm not a fan. How could I be a fan of something I've never heard? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the point. Uh, sorry. So, but yeah, uh, Christy, 
it is a great interview. And even if you're not a Jewel fan, yeah. it's crazy interesting because she had an insane story and her mom was even more insane and like yeah. stole all her money. Like it's just, yeah. it's very, very. It's no, I listened to that interview. Yeah. I just thought there was a new one. Oh, no. It was four hours long. Yeah, sorry, Christy, With- you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she was just combing back through the, uh, the catalog. Mm-hmm. After her uh, fascination with, uh, what's that douchebag that was on recently? The f- co-founder of Rolling Stone? Oh, oh Jan Wenner. Jan Wenner. So did you listen to that? Yeah. It's, it's, I suffered, it's, un- it's unbearable. suffered through it's it. It's unbearable. It is, it's really, it's a tough listen. It, it is. Uh, For guys I, like us. It is the epitome of just sad sack of shit boomer, uh, self-important egotistical narcissistic just douchebag and, and someone who, and even even worse the epitome of just a dyed in the wool status bootlicker like, yep it's i couldn't believe yeah it was i've always hated rolling stone i think it's lame magazine it's just because they won't let that 70s culture go it's like i have this running joke like how many still in 2022 like how many how many issues do they release in a year that still talk about like Ringo Starr, the hidden tapes. Yes, have or have a fucking beetle on the cover. Yeah, have like a beetle on the cover. They're talking Look about. Look that up. Look up how many Rolling Stone covers have featured the Beatles or a member of the Beatles. Yeah. And it's just, and I always see it. I'm just like, you guys. What's that woman's that's, name? That's a dude. It's a dude. Uh, Jan Winner. We don't, gen, um, we don't gender. Don't you just say Jan then? <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit more of an androgynous <laughs> is it really? name. Yeah. It was. Uh, that whole is, it's like everything that I despise in someone it was this guy and just so self-important well, and, and just full of conviction and it's just exactly stupid shit ideas with zero, <clears throat> just like everyone that's that super status kind of lefty trope have a ton of assertions to mm-hmm. make about the world with zero evidence to back them up. Yeah. Right. Can't quote anything. Yeah. And is just going to sit there. Like they are just have the uh, the answer to everything, and they get away with it because they're just repeating what they hear every single day from they exist the cathedral com- they that we exist completely constantly and, complaining and, about. In in their in their kind of version of pop culture, they exist in a complete ideological echo chamber. Mm-hmm. It's everyone, every advertiser, every band, every record label, every festival promoter, every. All social media, all corporate media, they all agree with you. And I don't, I've never been able to understand, and this is something I didn't realize till between 10 to 15 years ago. I was like, I don't understand why you guys consider yourself like the edgy counterculture. You're right. like this edgy rock and roll like publication. You know, we're going to get. Well, and everyone else does too because they're told that that's what they are. Yeah. It's the same thing with now with Vice. Yeah. Or BuzzFeed or, you right. know, some. Correct. Just rag of a newspaper yeah. or you know online air quotes news yeah website. It's you're told that it's edgy, or they might have some good advertising that you know shows a guy with his fucking I don't know shirt off on a motorcycle, and you're like your brain just goes, "Yep, that's <laughs> it. That's edgy." He's like James Dean. There, uh, did you listen to the entire interview? I mean, there's so much. I was. No, I haven't finished it. I got about half hour from the end. So here's the one. But I was I, making I, a list. Of I went everything. back and started listening to it, but this came under my radar because of uh, Dave Smith and part of the problem is they brought up some of the stuff. And 
this clip, like they, this clip really stood out to me, this one. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq war under false pretenses to regulate the internet? Uh, Do you think that makes any sense? Well, wait a minute. I would not. The people who got us into the Iraq war. It's the government. Was the the politicians. Okay, stop right there. Like, that is, that is such a bizarre, like, notion to me that they separate politicians and government. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, this guy thinks that government is the solution to all of our problems. Yeah. And that the only reason it's not working correctly is that it just doesn't have the right people in place, just like Jon Stewart used to say. Yeah. No, it's just that exact same argument that Jon Stewart always made when he had Judge Napolitano on his show as a government that governs least isn't the one that governs best. It's the government that governs best that governs best. Even though throughout the history of mankind, we've never actually seen that government. Mm -hmm. All that we've ever seen is a government that was uh, small, that did a pretty good job, just get bigger Mm -hmm. and get worse. Yeah. And this guy is such a, just uh, a zealot. Yeah. A religious zealot for the government that he would make a stupid statement like, it's not the government that got us into the Iraq war. It's the politicians. Politicians. Which... Frankly, I think is if you were going to accept that argument as being possible that there was a difference between politicians and the government, he's actually dead wrong then because yeah. it's the opposite. It is the CIA, NSA, all the, the alphabet agencies, the deep state were the ones that wanted this war, were the ones that actually came up with the false information, the ones that got us into the war right. more than the politicians. Yes, the politicians are the ones that executed um, the plan and, and actually pulled the triggers so to yeah, speak. And, and so so but, to 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 break out like a smaller kind of version of what you just said, it's this line of thinking that this guy thinks is the delineation between government and politicians. When it's and he argues later on this, and we'll hear this. That he goes, well, human nature is completely flawed. Like, well, what is government made of? It's made of a bunch of humans, which are flawed. The that worst of government. Us. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the worst people, animal. It's that line of thinking is some of the most like which has led to the most abhorrent atrocities that we've ever seen in our history. It's that it's the soldier that goes and blows away a bunch of innocent civilians. Like I was doing my job, I worked for the military. It's the cop that it would do something just so just awful to to a private citizen and not feel any culpability for it because he's like, no, it's just like I, I was on duty and I beat the fuck out of this crackhead. And threw him in a cage for fucking six months. Like, that was all me. I would never do that on my day off. I mean, that's the most worst thing I've ever seen. It creates this ideological barrier between the most abhorrent behavior that you've ever seen and, and you know, taking moral responsibility for that. And this guy unknowingly is supporting just, like, the worst ideology that I can think of, like, the, that has always led to the worst things that have ever happened on our planet. Right. He's the perfect example of that, too. Yeah. He, you oh, go he down the list. Is. I have clips from what he says about uh, forcing us all to adopt a green economy. That he's straight out of the textbook of the boomer, baby boomer, statist, leftist, uh, ideological guidebook, right? right? This is how you have to think about climate change and green yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, what he says about climate change. What he says on popu- population reduction, mm-hmm. he actually quotes the 500 million number. <laughs> uh, on why Biden is not corrupt. Is that what he thinks the world population should be, 500 million? Yes. Well, let me play the clip for you. Play it. 
He certainly does. Wow. And it's like, and, and you know Joe Rogan does a decent like, job uh, saying, well, where, where'd you get that number from? Yeah, that's a weird number. And that's like Do Europe. you know about that number? No, but that's like Europe. Like Europe's like 450. Yeah. Well, 500 million is the number that all of the sociopaths that are doing the, you know what the Great Reset is, Anthony? Well, like Bill Gates and those guys trying yeah. to. Yeah. yeah they, Bill Gates is part the World Economic Forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IMF. Yeah. Yuval Harari and yeah. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is. Klaus Schwab was groomed they, by the Rothschild. Everybody Rostrow. says these guys are so awesome. They think that the world population should be 500 million yeah. people. Well, they've been, Gates and them have been pushing birth control forever. 500 million is a slight reduction from where we are right now. No, we're only um, at like oh, just under 7 billion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know math I isn't mean, I gotta, being taught in schools so anymore. So what the hell in China and India in that scenario? Because they have like 3 billion people between would, them. Would you care to venture a guess? <laughs> Open that up. I mean, we, we can't be doing this anymore. I mean, I, honestly, it's a hard thing to see. Global warming is a, carbon is an invisible gas, odorless and cost, and you can't, it's hard to grasp that as an enemy. Yeah. yeah. But we cannot know, we can no longer burn up the earth itself, the stuff we pull out of the earth, the coal, the gas, all this fossilized stuff that's been here for a couple of million years as the earth became what it is now. We could, we're burning it up and putting it back where it came from in the yeah. atmosphere. And, you know, I, I mean, one of, you know, we could end up with about 500 million people left on earth uh, living at either pole. What? Yeah. yeah you could. What? We have 8 billion people on earth right now. Where have you heard that? The one of the leading science is a guy who came with a guy. We just can be living on the poles and the rest of the. Well, okay, okay. did you just drop a Georgia Guidestones on us? Did he? I think he did. I think Joe Rogan talked over him. Country's going to be with about 500 million people left on Earth, living at either pole. What? Yeah. yeah, you could. We have eight billion people on Earth right now. Where have you heard that? The one of the leading science is a guy who came with a guy. We just can be living on the poles and the rest. Did I hear that? Okay, I'm one of the leading that. scientists, a guy that came up with a... Okay, I heard, I heard a Georgia... I was like, dude, we got to take a break. Like, we need to go get some whiskey or something. Wow. Well, we're going to need about a half an hour to uh, catch Anthony up to speed. That was and a reset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, everything is so easily disprovable that he says, too, but he won't bring any facts or statistics to this argument. He just has these his assertions. Emo- his emotional right? platitude. And he's thinking, well, it makes sense. If the earth gets too hot, we'll all have to live on the poles. Except that in the past, the earth has been way hotter than it is right now, and all of that heat increases at the poles. It doesn't increase in the middle. The whole earth was habitable. We had tropical rainforests on the South Pole, we, and tr- the whole earth was tropical because it was so warm. It was also so wet. We had very high carbon dioxide, and the whole earth was just basically a tropical paradise. People so like We're pe- not going to be living on the poles. People like this, they, they remind me quite a bit of like, so you and I used to both work in San Francisco. We worked for a, a um, construction design company, uh, and we had a lot of extremely wealthy clients. I mean, people that didn't work. <laughs> they just right. were worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars, and they lived in the most expensive houses in the world, pretty They belonged to Scotch of the Month. Club. And <laughs> Yes, and they... Uh, Which they, is nice they if would, you're ever house-sitting for those yeah, clients. They were, yeah, they were constantly kind of waxing poetic. Oh, whiskey of the month. They were, they were, they were constantly kind of shooting off their vir- virtue of these San Francisco, which is just, just a liberal cesspool. A leftist cesspool, rather, 
of, you know, about being like, you know, for example, you'd hear things like, I just want to be green, you know, doing this giant remodel. Like, I want to be green. We got to make sure we do the right thing. We want to be green. I was like, you could not be heating a six-story house in the middle of San Francisco for your family of three. There's one idea. I mean, I know you're not interested in that, but yeah, we will do the construction. We will make it. Not that we have a problem with you doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. But it's a little bit hypocritical. You're the you're the one to keep saying you want to be green. I'm just like I, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like my client that I have right now that wants to put these electric patio heaters in their patio because they want to be green. They don't want to do gas. And and I'm like, well, so. And it's the husband too. The, the wife doesn't give a shit. She's talking to me like, well, it's important to my husband. I got to do this. And so, and I'm, I'm telling her, I want to tell her, I was like, well, why don't we install an, a generator on your property that is, runs off of propane, it's, you know, natural gas essentially, right? And that way we're generating the energy right on your property yeah. rather than you running these electric heaters at night, which are not powered by solar. They're not powered by wind, hardly ever. And they're powered by natural gas. 150 miles from here yeah. right now, or further. And we're pumping all that power to your house, losing voltage through voltage drop along the way. It's totally inefficient to run an electric heater outside. So you go, you, just, you look, look, Linda, what we can do here is if you're worried about this green thing is we, what we're talking about is the embodied energy of your source or your energy source. You're coming, you know, so when we talk about the voltage drop, you know, why don't you marry a real man? Did you ever think about that? (laughs) (laughs) And then we could not have this discussion. I'll give you whatever you want. We'll put some heaters back there. Then what'd she say? What happened? (laughs) What's wrong with a fire pit? Yeah, exactly. Not bad, eh? Yeah, because, you know, fire warms you three times. <laughs> or what does your own grandpa say? Five times. When you stack the wood, when you chop the wood, when you carry the wood into your house, when you, you sweep up all the shit that's in your house, and when you burn the wood. And yeah. now, son, here's that yo-yo I promised you for stacking all that firewood. Dude, I heard when I was, I, was, I was hunting with my buddy. See if you can walk the dog. <laughs> I, was, I was hunting with my buddy, and he told me the greatest old school story. So we were from a small town, and this is his grandparents. So they, uh, everyone is very old school and like old school uh, preservation and I don't know what we would call the beginning of the prepper ideology, but back then, all our grandparents canned. They had a pantry. You can You had a huge veg. We yeah, grew up very they would, rural. They would call that the weekend. Yeah, yeah. You had a giant vegetable garden. You canned everything. And then in, and then um, when he told me the story, he's like, you know what my grandpa did? He told me the kind of the greatest, like, old-timey, <laughs> like, kind of, you know, old-school story is that when my grandma – he goes, when my grandma got mad at my grandpa – um, she wouldn't talk to him for like days. It's like, not until you like apologize. And then his countermeasure was, it's like, okay, she's on day two of not talking to me and everything you eat is out of the cans. Cause they're kind of old school. Is he going to the pantry and, and, and tighten all the jars? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So she had to ask him to open the jar. She had to talk they to live him. on the country. There's no near, near his neighbors seven yeah. miles away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just really? hold, she just hold a jar up in front of him like this. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh, that's some old school genius. That's great. Well, women back then used to be stronger. Yeah. Because women today, but so are, to, but you, so are men. Yeah, but you don't have to tighten the jar. It just comes from the store. Too tight for women to open nowadays. <laughs> Give that's that, that uh, your grandma uh, systemic sexism that we keep hearing about. <laughs> Finally, some evidence of it. <laughs> 
Now all the jars are 77% you know, <laughs> looser. Oh, my God. Let's keep going on this. Do you want to hear uh, what yeah. he has to say about Biden not being corrupt? Wow. Yes. I mean, I don't. it doesn't matter where you stand on the political spectrum. If you think a any sitting president is not corrupt. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Then you are just, you're... You're smoking the, yeah. well, the party pipe. Biden's a lifer. Yes. He's a lifer, dude. How? He's been in there forever. Five, he's five, five decades, and he when he started his platform, he was talking about like how he wanted to change Washington. I was like, motherfucker, you've been doing this job yeah. for 50 years. We'll get the fuck out. Like, you are his, the problem. His standard wage over all that time should have him being like basically like barely able to retire. Just a poor public servant, right? Yeah. The guy's a fucking multimillionaire. Yeah. Right. Well, he took How does that chain, happen? Bro. He He's a really chain. good investor. How, like Nancy yeah. Pelosi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell which way the wind was blowing. It's so weird how politicians also have this just keen, like, financial acumen that they hold people like office with. Real insight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially a guy like him. Real sharp. Yeah. You know? Yeah, on it. Like a tack. Oh, yeah. He's, he's really, he's yeah. kind of hitting his stride finally. Can control the primary, and they they're afraid they'll lose their jobs because if you say I'm for abortion, I mean I'm for abortion, they'll turn out right. this huge thing, and Trump will come down the road and start screaming oh, too, and they and they've been blackmailed by Trump by this. You're not going to get reelected. I think these things we're talking about are all moral issues. The survival of the Earth is a moral issue. The right to abortion is a moral issue. The right to marry who you choose, or the right to have equal rights if you're black. May have skipped a little bit earlier. A moral issue, or if you're a woman, or but uh, and I think there's much more morality in the Democratic Party, which is more liberal, and they are they are. But every time you read about a money scandal or sex scandal, nine out of ten times, it's a Republican representative. It's the guy with his hand in the till (laughs) or Hoochie. He's not saying anything. Does he provide any evidence for that? No, he just. Throwing that out there, just he's alleging that whenever you hear a money scandal or sex scandal, it's so, always a Democrat. So what? I, I mean, it's always a Republican. So what I was saying earlier is that this guy reminds me of some of those like Bay Area like financial elites that we knew. That we, yeah. you know, they're great people. They're nice and everything, but when they'd start spouting their mouth off, it's like this person's entire like ideological and political worldview comes from being at cocktail parties and just kind of waxing poetic and then being in like a kitchen full of other oh, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. That sounds about right to me. Just a willful blindness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Just totally. Echo- it's always, you're right. It's yeah, always complete, Republicans. Complete echo chamber. Yeah. It's never they Anthony get, Weiner they, or Nancy Pelosi doing insider trading. Or Paul trading. Pelosi or Hunter Biden yeah, or a, Bill Clinton right. or Hillary Clinton. And, <laughs> I don't know. We could just go down to Epstein's flight log. Like, well, here, explain <laughs> this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, it seems. Look at look at the presidents. Look at Reagan. Look at Bush Jr. Look at Trump. I mean, well, wasn't Biden involved in a lot of nefarious and shady shit too? I don't think so. I you don't think so? I, you don't I think all that's going on no, with his son in Ukraine? And I think the Ukraine. <clears throat> what Hunter Biden didn't try talking wrong. to pull that. Mic. Oh, sorry. That's um, what what Hunter Biden did in Ukraine was wrong, and I think it was wrong for his father not to say you can't do this. You know. This is the risk of my career and reputation because this is, just doesn't pass the shady test. Right, but is it, he's but he, been involved in a lot of shit. This is like I don't think shit up. I don't think it was Hunter yes. or Joe. No. Well, I don't Joe. think he's making what, it up. What? I think he, like you said, he's repeating what 
he said at the cocktail party or someone else said to him. Which is making shit up. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. I, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying it's like it's this culture of just talking this way. Dude, this is so funny because as someone that like I came from the left, you know, my whole family was on the left and you go to college, everyone is on the left. And this is what happened. This is what happened to, to us, you and I. It's like we get painted into this corner where now I'm like – you just sound like a right winger. It's like you're making me sound like a right winger. When in reality, what I'm right. saying, he's like, well, look at all these corrupt presidents. You know, you know, look at Reagan, look at uh, Trump, look at Bush. And I'm like, you're, I agree with all yeah. of that. Yeah. I was like, let's They're- look at Obama. Took us from two wars to seven. Let's look at Bill Clinton. You oh, know, wait and you what happened to Obama. Obama. Well, it's not right here, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't mean to yeah, cut you off. But it's yeah, like it's, I'm, it's I'm not, I'm not a right winger. I'm filling in the fucking very lar- glaringly large gaps in your ideology that you seem to like conveniently want to like gloss over because you you're just it's a dyed in the wool like tribalist you have, gloss you're, you're wearing is a too jersey thin. gloss is like just like right on the edge this is like a shellac <laughs> or that plastic you get at tap plastics that you coat your entire okay, let's, not, let's not get off track <laughs> <laughs> well just what has been shown on the laptop that his son was paying money to him I don't think I don't th- I've never seen that written anywhere you I, haven't seen that there was kickbacks no I no? haven't no, I, I'm totally unaware of it. I mean, I'm not, so I'm not going to... Okay. All I can say is that if it's not in the reputable media... Oh. The New York Times. <laughs> the New York Times, he said. Other places, <laughs> the New York Times. The agency of government don't endorse this point of view or, or say it. I am suspect... There's too much. Just I would love to let it just go amazing. on there, but it's just... Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, wow. he Who continues to press guy? him. He's a co-founder of uh, Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone magazine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's what a douche. He owns a publication. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watch the news now, and every fucking five minutes, they're like, "Oh, you should subscribe to Disney Plus," and they have an advertisement about Disneyland. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> We're watching. <laughs> It's, you know, this guy is not, um, it's not that I wouldn't even care. I know that there's people out here, out there like this guy. And that's kind of the point is just to say like, this is that stereotypical, the like perfect case of the full on super left statist that we're always complaining about. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I hate to keep talking shit about my mom but um <laughs> my mom and i were on the phone the other day and she just randomly out of nowhere she she says to me she goes hey, we were talking we were talking about my son and then she just goes you know kelly he's not gonna she- vote for trump is he no she goes you know kelly you're you're into you're so into guns and everything i hope you don't go storm the Capitol." <laughs> wow that's <laughs> a big leap what like is and I'm thinking like is there a plan to storm the Capitol that I don't know about that's like coming up because I obviously can't storm the Capitol in the past that's done yeah so and Sacramento I I don't know if she heard about something (laughs) that was coming up or whatnot and I'm she's expecting me to be there and but I'm like well are are you not reading fortune oh Jesus mom mom mom, welcome to the party we have so much to talk about. And and I said, well, what do what do guns have to do with storming the Capitol? She's like, well, all those guys that were there, they all brought guns to the to the Capitol. Uh, no, I was like, that's well, not true. There wasn't a single gun 
at the Capitol. She's like, well, they didn't bring him into the Capitol, but you know they all had him in their trucks and in their cars. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I was like, you do? Uh, like, so okay. But, about. yeah, and okay. I'm like, well, just, just, just the logistics of parking around that area. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, those guns must have been really far away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me get this straight. They're going to storm the Capitol, and then they're going to send, like, what, like three guys back? You go grab all the guns. All right, and bring yeah. them. Get in the Uber, <laughs> bring back all the guns. <laughs> so I That's... said to her, I was like, well, what, that doesn't, I have a gun in my truck right now. And she's like, oh, my God. I hope you don't do something crazy. And I hope you don't go ruin your life over, you know, something. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You you think you know what I'm going to do with that gun in my truck. So you, you, so you know me. You've known me my entire life. And that doesn't apply. But what you've heard on the news about gun-toting right-wingers yeah. makes you nervous that I'm going to do something to ruin my life with my gun. That that overshadows that that trumps what you actually know about me as a person. <laughs> like you're just like so far gone. It's like everything that you think came from what someone else told you on NPR. What's and what's what's funny, excluding the fact that we have made a kind of company decision that you know we don't use your mom as a barometer for society, you know, normative societal behavior. But what we what you're what you're saying is is. After all this, after, if, I, if I present this information to you, like you've known me my whole life, you know that I don't have a temper, that I don't fly off the handle. I've that never shot I've a never, single person. I've never shot anybody. Listen, <laughs> we could start there and then just kind of reverse engineer it from there. And then at the end of that, I mean, we, we plug all this into this like weird equation that you have going on in your head. I'm the weird fringe, like unstable person. Yeah. Does that make sense you? To you think I am going to become the boogeyman that you've been hearing about. Yeah. So irrational. Yeah. And that's exactly what this dude was doing on Joe Rogan. And all all of that is coming from the fodder created by quote unquote reputable resources, news sources, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. You want some more of this guy or do you get other I, stuff? I do. I, I okay. didn't know it, it, this dude was such a whack job. All right, let's skip ahead to where he talks about Obama. Wow, this guy is awesome. I know. It's gold. So, to see a black man elected president was one of the best things we could say in our lifetime has happened. I remember when Obama was elected. So right, first time. Yeah. We were at the you, toad in the hole. I think I was at the toad 08? in the hole when it happened the first time. Really? Yeah. I lived in San Francisco, and yeah. I remember the entire- You were still living in San Francisco, because yeah. I remember you called me up. I remember the entire neighborhood, like, erupted. Yeah. You you actually called me up, yeah. and we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was A like, fucking black dude Dude, I couldn't believe it president. either. Yeah, it was amazing. Right? I was hugging Paul yeah. in the street in front of fucking- It Tom. was fucking amazing, right? All of us were really stoked, because oh, it yeah. was, you know- Well, it still means something. But the, th- the it, thing- but the thing, Like, I didn't have still- to feel racist anymore. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. That Matt came up with. I can say whatever joke that I want. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I can use the N word out loud. I don't know. That mustache says otherwise. But. <laughs> Matt uh, came up with a bumper sticker. Oh God, yeah, I remember. Like that. shortly thereafter, because it wasn't very long before like the deflation from that. Yeah, because like, well, emotional the thing, moment the thing set that in. the thing that you know. 
I'm not getting qualified with saying, I don't care what color. The thing that I cared about is that he ran as an anti-war candidate, and he was the only one. And that's what, because we were coming off the tail end of the illegal invasion of Iraq. I was like, this, this, like, this could change things. Like, we can get done, we could be done with these bullshit foreign intervention, illegal invasions of murdering people on the other side of the world. That's, like, when that guy won, when Obama won the first time, I was fucking amped. I was like, finally, we're going to make some fucking changes. And, it, I mean, it took six months. I was like, I got bamboozled. Yeah. I did the to- opposite. I totally did the exact opposite. two wars to seven. And it was like drones. Drone strikes. Up the drone ass. Strike. He did the double Killing stack strike. Yeah. Killing American citizens. Yeah. yeah. He, he signed legislation to indefinitely in, uh, detain American citizens right. without trial or, or warrant. Like I mean, it just the, it was, the list goes on and on. I just realized, it's, and that was on my that was my political awakening. I'm like, I got screwed. I got I got sold the legislation to use propaganda against Americans. Yeah, like we talked about last time. Yep. Um, you know, and he promised hope and change, but the change that he and he did he did change things changed. Yeah, with Obama, but not in the way that we all thought. Yeah, and so I have said it many times, and it drives. My mom crazy, but I think he's one of our worst presidents. If your hot button is is foreign intervention and illegally murdering people, yeah, he would be one of the worst presidents that we've ever had. Other than that, he's pretty cool. He's awesome. I mean, <laughs> just the way he talked. Oh, he speaks well. I know. <laughs> Could shoot a basketball. So we had a, uh, to finish up Kelly's stories, I made a graphic oh, and, yeah. to turn it into a bumper sticker, and it was the Obama logo. Which member was a circle with like a red kind of swoop, like, like a Pepsi. Yeah, but then we put a pair of uh, black rim like glasses on there, mm. and the and it said honky if you voted for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the ultimate Dude. white guilt fucking Dude, that's awesome. eraser. <laughs> that is awesome. Honky if you voted for Obama. Honestly, that's- it's not too late. No, that bumper sticker still, still, yeah, yeah, still, still has I mean, legs. Kanye's rocking the White Lives Matter shit, so yeah, which apparently you can't Google anymore. You Try can't to, do actually. it. You can't find it. So Google it right now. All right. Meantime, I'm gonna play this. Just the sheer symbolism of who we were as a nation. Uh, was he a consequential, important president? Other than that, um, he was very competent, very good, but he was very. I think that he made a big mistake. Is that he wouldn't play politics. And I think if you're going to be the president, you better play politics. <laughs> In what way? What? He had. How would he not he play wouldn't politics? Engage with too much Politician. with his contributors, with the party people, the people who run the party locally in various places. And he left behind a party that was in weak shape for the next election, the Hillary election. And a lot of kind of pissed off people who felt they weren't treated right, our, our friends, the billionaires. Or less, he didn't want to deal with them. You know, he didn't want to deal with this ugly business of fundraising. But these are the people you give you the money uh, for the campaign. You got to have them. How, how so, what did he do when so, you're but, saying he I'm didn't saying, play politics? He here's the he didn't cultivate the party mechanism. He didn't cultivate the donors. Right. Such like utter didn't bullshit. cultivate the donors. The party mechanism. The dude is still running the Democratic Party. He he didn't. Uh, <laughs> that was a little weird. Okay, wait. Someone explain this to me, and I'm a little hazy. I'm not prepped for this with the specific details, but 
he's saying he didn't play party to the billionaire class is what he explained to us. He didn't, he didn't, he, you know, he wasn't yeah. going to accommodate the billionaire class. Obama he didn't oversaw cultivate the party mechanism, which he, by the way, is a thing he campaigned on changing and not playing with play, playing ball with anymore. Obama oversaw the largest financial crash in almost world history. And he bailed out all of the banks, gave them cash to bail themselves out because they were too big to fail. Right. If that's not accommodating the billionaire class, like I really don't know well, what is. I mean, it, I, it'd be great if Joe Rogan went there with this guy. Yeah. He didn't. Well, actually, this is as far as I got in the interview. I don't know if he did or not. I doubt he did because he's not like, he's not that savvy yet. He's getting there, I think. Joe Rogan's actually kind of coming around. But how do you think he would have responded to that? statement that you just said well that was done to bail out the american people that we had to do that in order to save the economy the the the, the american people never got any money right the banks did right well i mean we know that but this the answer that he's going to give is that well he only did that to save the american people to save the economy okay so okay but that's fine. We we can make the argument that it was it was necessary the way our financial system, the way this crony capitalist system is so skewed and so corrupt. We we have to do dirty politics to make it happen. Fine, I, I'm willing to hear that argument, right? And you might even be correct. Our our system is so like unleavened and ridiculously corrupt that we have to do corrupt shit to fix a corrupt system, right? I'm willing to hear that argument. Right, this system is too big. Like we can't do anything to fix it. Okay, that's fine. Shut your fucking mouth when you're talking about who doesn't cozy up to billionaires, though. No, that's where you be quiet. You don't bring that up as a justification for why that guy was a good president. Right? Fair enough. You skip over that part. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, by the way, it looks like my, my information was incorrect. The White Lives Matter <laughs> stuff is all over Google. You can still find it. Yes. Uh, I don't think there's. Anything Here's what I thought was wrong. I thought it first. He when he was elected. Pat, the the senator uh, the pro tem of the house of the senate pat leahy and also nancy pelosi and the congressman from detroit whose name i forget for a moment wanted to do have investigations conducted by the senate of- boring all right um i gotta pee So, Ant, we, uh, how would you describe yourself politically? Before you answer, I'm going to like tell you what I think uh, about you. <laughs> then, um, you then you shut up after that. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what you think. Right. Um, uh, I would consider you uh, left of me and Matt. But and they, these terms are clunky, so just bear with us. Um, but you don't strike me as someone who is a statist. Um, and Matt and I generally try to use the term statist and anti-statist uh, more often than left and right. So about like federalism uh, versus statism. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, federalism versus federalism. The definition of federalism being that the states have all the power and the federal government. It's a terrible term. 
the federal government. It is opposite of what you think. It's, it's yeah. the opposite of what you would think. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. no, people that uh, support government um, without question would be my definition of statists. People that question government and tend to distrust it would be anti-statists. So I'm guessing without, I mean, you and I haven't hung out probably in, in years. And we, even when we did, we never talked politics or anything. So, but I, I'm guessing I that you're you once in a blue moon. Yeah, I'm guessing that you're, uh, you know, kind of like me and Matt, um, very suspicious and skeptical of government, but maybe a little bit to the left of where we are. And you, you probably don't know much about our polit- politics until sitting down and talking with us right now. So, um, well, I mean, I'm just curious where you're at. I'm a libertarian. Okay. At the end of wow. the day. I think people should do what the fuck they want without government getting involved with it, especially like women's rights and all that stuff. It's ridiculous that people are trying to step on anyone's rights at all. Wouldn't it be weird if, with that accent if Anthony had said, like, I'm a full-on Democrat and I support everything about the Democratic Party and I no don't way. think... There's something about your Jersey accent that it just wouldn't come out right. <laughs> it would be weird if you hadn't have said you were a libertarian. <laughs> no, I am. I, I think people should do what they want. And uh, I'm know. a big, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton fan. Oh my god, terrible! <laughs> so I listened to this uh, interview with Gab McInnes <clears throat> on the radio in Philadelphia or in somewhere in Pennsylvania. He's about to do a show out mm-hmm. there, and so mm-hmm. the local conservative talk radio interviewed him. Yeah, and he was talking about um, uh, Alex Jones. Yeah. Who recently? Uh, did you? Uh, Andrew, he just got fucked in the ass. Yeah, nine. <laughs> <laughs> get fucked in the ass. Uh, Nine hundred sixty-six. A billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a billion. One dollars. billion dollars yeah. is what he's supposed to pay. It was the same. Which, that yeah. amount it's was the same. It's a hundred million that, for every inch up the ass. Yeah. So it was the uh, same, even though technically Alex Jones didn't kill anybody, but that's the same fine that uh, Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld feel. Um, they received for the invasion of Iraq, which yeah. resulted in the deaths of over a hundred right. Iraqis. Yeah, but I mean, Alex Jones didn't kill anybody. But he, I got to double check. I might. Is that have right, Matt? Yeah, on. that's right. No, no. no I, I wait, looked, I'm looking on. at now. Yeah, this is my. Oh wait, goal. no, no, wait. I'm sorry. No, they didn't get fined. You're wrong. It's, I'm thinking of the fine given to the Sackler family for the OxyContin epidemic. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh no, that was. Two hundred million. Okay, so I mean, roughly. Well, I mean, like a quarter. Matt, of Matt what he did <laughs> was much worse. He lied. Yeah. Okay. And as we all know, people who lie, they get fined millions and millions by the government. Billions of dollars by yeah. the government. But, right? So the government is yes. is fining people for uh, everyone that lies. I mean, yeah. look at all the politicians that get fined for lying. Yeah. All the time, it happens every day. No. Yeah. Like when. Right. Um, when you know when they lied about uh, Saddam Hussein having uh, mm-hmm. weapons of mass destruction, and you know we had an illegal well, no, 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 they didn't get fined for that, but that didn't, didn't really lead to oh, any okay. trouble. Oh, you know what I was thinking of is uh, Assad gassing his own people. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, well, they didn't they didn't get fined for that either, but that didn't really lead to anything. Okay. Nothing bad happened when they. Oh when he God, lied. damn it! What am I thinking of? Oh, I got it. So uh, remember when the uh, when when the uh, North Vietnamese they bombed the USS Maddox. Um, which mm. in the Gulf of Tonkin, which Gulf of Tonkin. started the Vietnam War. Right. Yeah, so the people that... That wasn't alignment. That actually happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Wasn't Jim Morrison's father the admiral at the Gulf of Tonkin? He was. Really? Yeah. hmm But the Gulf of Tonkin didn't actually happen, so... <laughs> 
Oh, no, no. So Jim Morris is not real? (laughs) (laughs) Anthony, I don't want to get fined a billion dollars. I'd appreciate it if you kept your conspiracy theories to yourself. You guys forget your flat earth, all that. Do you know the doors aren't real? (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys thought about that? Uh, Fuck, did you... uh, This is ridiculous, but... Sorry. Uh, I think that what happened to Alex Jones... I can't remember how we got on the topic of him, but... Mm -hmm. it was an absolute miscarriage of justice. Oh, mm-hmm. remind me, Kath McInnes. Um, I can't believe I, somebody got sued for a billion dollars for it's spouting just not, bullshit. How can you justify that, right? It, it makes no sense. And it, what I, drives me crazy, even more crazy about it is the way that the left is just reveling in Oh, this. yeah. And I'm what they so say, about it. the Washington Post headline was like, um, Alex Jones gets like punished for lying, okay. which he what was is, not proven to have lied. What is it was a civil or New York Times or any of those I, agencies get charged for bullshitting people all the lies every they, single day? Yeah. yeah, you guys speak into the mic. What do they get charged pull that, for? Pull that over to you just a little bit closer. All right. Yeah. What do they get charged? They get charged nothing. Exactly. They have to put a fucking little thing at the bottom of a newspaper or the bottom of an advertisement. No, they didn't have to do that. It's a retraction. That's all it is. It's called a retraction. They used to do that. They don't even have to do that now? No, they never do it. So because while everyone's bills are going up, one of the worst people of all time just got the biggest bill of all time. Tonight, the stunning verdict, conspiracy theories, Alex Jones ordered to pay nearly a billion dollars for spreading falsehoods about the Sandy Hook shooting. Jones was not in the courtroom for the verdict, but immediately reacted on his online show, calling the attorneys for the victim's families ambulance chasers and mocking the verdict. $120 million. Yeah! Fifty-seven million, twenty million, fifty million, eighty million, hundred million. Blah blah. You get a million. You get a hundred million. You get a fifty million. They actually believe they're getting this money. It's like they believe all their own stuff. What a dick. You know, I used to watch American movies as a kid, and I always thought the bad guys that were in the movies were fake. And then I came to this country, and bad guys are literally in their lair, like you haven't seen the last of me. But that's right, for defaming the parents and the first responders of Sandy Hook, when he accused them of faking the shooting, Alex Jones has been ordered to pay $965 million. Why are they cheering that? Yeah. It's a weird thing to celebrate, isn't it? Which is a huge amount of money. You know you exactly when even your great-great-grandkids will have to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, he's basically got millions of sperm swimming around in his balls, and every single one of them is a broke-ass bitch right now. What what is it's this a trend weird, of thing to have a party. talk show yeah. hosts not being funny? Can you be? Yeah, it's pretty consistent. Thing. Is it just because they're all these like I like Bill lefty, Maher. Bill Maher is funny. Bill Maher, even funny. when I don't agree with him, I think he's yeah. funny. But yeah, the, Bill Maher, I like but Bill what does Bill Maher have? Uh, what makes him dissimilar than all these guys like Trevor Noah he's currently and Stephen Colbert? Trying, they're, they're currently uh, the left is currently trying to cancel him. He's actually right. funny, and therefore they're trying to cancel yeah. him. Because in order to be funny, you have to be honest. That's why the, that that saying "left can't meme" actually makes sense. Yeah, because if you're on the left, you can't tell the truth, and therefore you can't create funny memes. That's why when I had a lefty friend of mine tell me, he's like, "Well." 
the left kind of has a monopoly on like the sense of humor. And I was like, I was cross-eyed. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, I, we are living in different worlds, man. That is funny. <laughs> so Gavin McInnes was on this uh, talk show talking to the, uh, the conservative talk show host. And he was talking about Alex Jones. And hopefully one day we'll get to meet him. It's possible that we're going to have our video yeah. on fucking InfoWars. Um, you guys going to sell vitamins? I fucking a. I'll sell <laughs> just about anything. <laughs> uh, I met her to this house building. I shit. met the yeah, producer man. one time for Infowars, and he said, "As soon as you guys start doing video, let me know, and we'll have you on Infowars." So, no more shovels. Hell yeah! I remind me to tell you about my boy shoveling mulch today. Anyways, he's talking to these guys, and he's like, "Yeah, Alex Jones is just this like super, like just fun guy to be around. He's not like a." Um, a, a mean person. He's not like a crazy yeah. criminal that everyone thinks he is. Now, what he thinks about Sandy Hook may or may not be true. There's mm-hmm. no proof that what he said isn't true. Now, it's crazy. Yeah. It's definitely what out do you there. I mean, there's no proof. Well, there's a one. Well, there are. I'm just saying that there are some questions that are unanswered about Sandy Hook. All right. It is not. You cannot prove that what he said was absolutely false. And I don't want to really go deep into it. But still, on even this. if you just say things like that, it doesn't mean you get a billion dollars. That's, That's my point. That's yeah. crazy. All I'm saying is that even if you could prove what he said was 100% false, which they can't really do, right? it's still kind of his opinion, his theory, his his conspiracy theory for sure. Even if you could prove that it was 100% false, he doesn't get a billion dollars. I mean, they don't get a billion dollars because what he said was false. Anyways, did you go ahead? Okay. The funniest fucking thing though, what he said is like hanging out with Alex Jones. He just likes to talk about like stupid, crazy shit. Like he's like, all right, seriously, like, like how much money would it take for you to go down on Hillary Clinton? Right. <laughs> he's like, okay. Really, two hundred thousand dollars. So for like one hundred and ninety thousand dollars, you would not <laughs> like getting down to the brass tacks. <laughs> I enjoy oh that. God. I enjoy that sense of humor. I was sitting in my hot tub this morning, listening to that, just fucking dying. What a great question. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think some of the stuff that he said was pretty terrible. Like abhorrent, but uh, I am always a free speech person, and it seems to me that I don't know. It, it is a tricky situation. Um, we should add in that he retracted everything. He's like, I was wrong. Like I, I was, down, I went yeah. down the wrong road there. I shouldn't have said that. Like you know, and to come up with a figure of that much money, it's just this whole situation. Listening to the who's that Trevor Noah? Yeah. It, this whole thing is completely tribalist and emotionally driven, and yep. that's what it's just so it's sad. Religious me, zealots, which, which everything is it's religious like, zealots sitting in the crowd, yeah. laughing along because they their side won a little <clears throat> battle against the other side. They've the, never the listened to Alex they, Jones. They're not going to listen to Alex Jones. They don't know the details of the case. They probably don't even know what that number was based on. They probably don't even know what he was found guilty of. Which you, no, yeah. I'm sure they don't know what he said about Sandy Hook. Yeah. Doesn't, what they that, hear, that what they think. It's just, it's just my team. My team won. Yeah. My team is winning. That's right. Right now. It doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. 
No, it doesn't matter to them. It does matter. This is because the First Amendment protects free speech. Almost absolutely. In fact, I've heard arguments that even if you yell fire in a crowded theater, that you should be justified in in your free speech, which you know are not. It's not. It's not easy to dismiss. And I think that you know the first ten amendments are should be absolute. This kind of erosion of our civil liberties is well now. Scary. Like so, going back to that uh, Jan Winter interview mm-hmm. uh, with with Joe Rogan at at some point. He, so that, this is the beginning of the first clip I was playing because they were talking about free speech and he was talking about in the context of, you know, the big debate now is internet and public utility, utilities and private, utilities. Party, <laughs> <laughs> private uh, public partnerships and disinformation is like the hot button right now. But if they're going to be in power and they're regulating the internet, they're going to regulate the internet in a way that suits their best interests. The same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy, the same way they do with everything. What is, what represents their interests? There's so mu- you're talking about so much money involved in disseminating information in a very particular way. The world are, right now are the internet companies are rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fat, but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed before my I, I think it exists and I think w- where we're at is where we're at I think we need to move forward collectively as a country with an ethic that respects truth and that appreciates opinions and reality and an and, and understanding of things that's not necessarily possible with corporate interest involved in dissemination of information but there's no way to do that Except through the government, there's no excuse. There's no way you can do that except wow. through the government. Why I mean, is that? Human nature is not going to change. But the government's oh, yeah. not going to change either. But the government is capable of change. Okay, look, the government regulates, for example, the food but, supply. Based on what? Can regulate. Yeah. Let's take the the food supply. Yeah, that Department of Agriculture. Why have they let glyphosate safety. infestate all of our foods? Let's stay with one thing. Yeah, but that's time. a problem. That's the I government agree. regulating. Well, then we better get better politicians in them to import better people. I mean, it's not, I guess, again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Okay. So let's take the uh, Listen, SEC or quote. take the Food and Drug Administration, which regulates big pharma. On the one hand, we've got a very safe <laughs> supply of drugs in this country. You know, safe. Their drugs are tested. You know, you don't get too many bad drugs, you know, harm, prescribed drugs. 25% of all drugs approved by the... So this guy pointed out as his his evidence for why government is better suited to take over something like information, which is free speech. So we're talking about free speech, the people to, you know, to have the freedom to share their opinions and their ideas. And this guy is saying, no, the government should take this over. And his two examples, his two models of, like, why the government will be better suited for that task <laughs> is our agri- big food, <laughs> our food systems, and big pharma, the big pharma's relationship with government. Yep. I, I, I almost thought that, I was like, is this guy, like, a, like, Doing like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for like, like the 50% of us to like catch on to like. No, he, it's, uh, it's ridiculous to think that the government is 
the solution. When you look at the most heavily regulated industries, they are also happen to be the most corrupt yeah. and the most like fucked up. You know, the food industry has po- literally poisoned yeah. people for decades now. They sold us. We we talk about this all the Same time. But they sold us in the nineties. Like and- what you guys need is these low fat, like sugar loaded carb snacks, and you know, and we we're sold <laughs> that snacks for for, for you guys need snacks. You guys need snacks. <laughs> light beer. They sold us light beer, light beer and, and we were sold that for two decades, and then they come to find out, like, no, we're better off with like whole vegetables and protein. They're like, hey, as it turns out, now we have like the evidence that the sugar lobby was was. You know, the sugar industry was lobbying the government to like, here, remake the food pyramid for us. You know, what they need is like crackers and scones and (laughs) snack wells, yeah, low fat cereals and like all this stuff. And then they, and then his other, you know, Joe Rogan pretty easily shoots that, shoots that out of the sky, you know, which we always talk about. Like, listen, if you guys have, if, if our food system is, you know, systemically not corrupt, like, why is there a, Health food section and the grocery store. The entire grocery store yeah. should be the fucking. It should all yeah, yeah. right. That's a good, that's a fucking awesome point. Yeah, you don't yeah. go in there. It's like aisles of poison everywhere you go. The whole thing should be health here's food. Here's the health right? food section. It's tucked away back here in the back for all the like wingnut, like kind of hippieish libertarian people. Like that's where you can buy your food. Yeah. Or God forbid, like you don't come in here at all and you go to your local butcher. Like, hey, this this this, this was a grass fed cow that was made here, and we're gonna go to the farmers market. But we're looking, we're gonna grow our own vegetables and all this stuff. And then, so that argument's fucking bullshit because this guy's a fucking moron. And then number two, then he goes, okay, well, what about like Big Pharma? Like Big Pharma releases all these drugs. We have all these like super safe drugs. Like, it's like, dude, like seriously, this week, not the fucking best point to bring out. Like Joe, maybe let that rest for like at least a month or so. Well, like we Joe just Rogan, realized that the Pfizer like never tested the fucking vaccine for fucking transmission. And, you know, people are getting Bell's palsy and heart attacks and strokes. And like, and I'm talking about healthy 20, 30 year olds yeah. and like type in died suddenly into your, you know, your, <laughs> your, godly google that you trust so much even google's gonna show you died suddenly it's it's gonna be the list of like 20 30 and 40 year olds like dying dying on the football pitch dying on the soccer field dying at work dying in the pool and you know this week i, I just this dude is so out of touch you go like this is not the week to to look at big pharma as our model of like why we should trust the government this may have come out before that news came out that it's friday i shouldn't they- do this. <laughs> That they never tested the vaccine to see if it actually stopped the spread of COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Well, and, well, at least our media is covering it, though. I mean, it's, I mean, I've heard it on CNN, MSNBC. Everyone's mm-hmm. taking that story and running with it. Right? Uh, I didn't. No? Weird. I, oh, I, watched I haven't all heard too. anything. Is that right? <laughs> oh. I guess it's just me. I have um, heard that uh, they tested the mRNA vaccines on animals for 10 years, and all that proved was that their immune system got worse every year, and they kept having to booster their ass. Is that right? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Hmm. Thank yeah. you for bringing that nice. to the podcast, Anthony. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so they tested Do you have any on, sources, like, sir? Pigs. Yeah, I, yeah, I can find these stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I called this guy from back okay. home. He fucking told me. Yeah, all it's time. a pig farmer from Jersey. So <laughs> I've made the point before that you can't have corruption without government, right? Nope. And we we you know jury's out on that. We haven't we haven't come up with a case yet um, of how you can have corruption without government putting their hand on the scale. I certainly think that you can't have. You can. 
government without corruption. Given. I would definitely give you that. But I I don't think you can have corruption without government. And maybe the the term government needs to be broadened a little bit, but you can't have corruption without guys with guns going and enforcing, let's call it law, air quotes, on everybody else. It's a ruling party is what you need. Right? You need a ruling party. Okay, so let me play this. we're, We're in a weird spot that we have granted other people rights and powers that you know that we do not have ourselves and so you have to ask this question it's like would you ever grant someone else a power or a right that you don't have yourself like right. no okay what if you and your buddy got together like okay we got we got this little group let's mm-hmm. give some would you ever give can you give someone else a right or a power or a privilege that you don't have yourself it's like no that that makes no sense whatsoever yeah. well so what why, about why, taxation why, why do we do yeah why why do we do that with Congress. So what now we're, we're just in a system like we, we basically have this fake popularity contest every four years or whatever. And we gave this one person with this, all these people working under him, like you have absolute power to do whatever you want. And now that that system, the federal government has become so big is at least half the country in any given time on the right or the left feels like everything is on the line because the federal government is so intrusive in our lives. It's involved in every aspect of our lives. That's why we have this division right now. If we had a fucking smaller, if we had a, if we had a smaller federal government or a federal government had a less of a role in our lives, you wouldn't really care. Like back in the day, they didn't. Like, Correct. hey, James Madison, you know, George Washington just got, well, was the president now. Yeah, but I think right you on. guys are uh, describing the mafia. Yesterday, well, exactly. You're the greatest, the, the greatest criminal is, cartel it, the that, world has ever that is, known. That is almost not an analogy, and no, it's not an analogy. It's, it's the not. greatest and criminal cartel the world it. has yeah. ever known is the United States federal government, right? So, okay, let's. Yeah, but the mafia was created to protect itself in Sicily from the Moors. That's why the original mafia was created in Sicily. Fair because enough. The Moors took over the island, and they said, "Fuck this government." These guys are assholes. We're going to run our own currency. We're going to run our own goddamn plan. And that shit still works today. Yeah. Magically. And, you know, (laughs) I I think that the U.S. government is the greatest mafia cartel the world has ever known. And my problem with it is that it's not voluntary. And neither is the mafia. They come to your door and they tell you you're you're either with us or we're going to break your legs. Yeah. All right. So with that as a backdrop, listen to this. What uh, Jan Wenner says about... Redistribution of wealth, which is like the ultimate insult to Who's anyone. Winner? He's a co-founder of Rolling oh, Stone magazine. Again, again, yeah. not not a girl. Education of the kids <laughs> yeah. to help them and yeah. accept a certain level of fraud. You know, and you can also pass laws that call for inspector generals and effective prosecution of people. I mean, again, the Trump departments looked over every. They didn't care about it at all. They, they, they cut the tax services. They wouldn't let them hire more people just to audit people. I mean, that's not fair. You God know? forbid they, they hire more people to <laughs> work in the IRS. Jesus Christ. So I'm all for people getting rich. I'm for <laughs> making a lot of money. But there's a point at which your money does – you can't do anything with your money. I mean, You're how many, for that money getting allocated to things that are going to help the country and help human beings as a whole. You know what, Matt Taibbi, I got this idea looking, reading his stuff he wrote at Rolling Stone at the time. He said, this vast private wealth 
that's being held in investment banks and Switzerland and corporations and by yeah. billionaires. It is the least productive use of capital in the world. This is money being held privately, not being used to serve any useful purpose, improve health, an educational system, a good, li decent lives for our workers, starving people in foreign countries. This capital is the least productive Stop. use okay. of our Okay, a couple human. things. First off, he quotes Matt Taibbi, who is an awesome journalist. Yeah. And you can find him on Substack. Also a lefty. Yeah, also a lefty. Also a lefty who left his writing job with the Rolling Stone because he just got sick of the ideological, you know, narrative, like, marching orders he's, he was getting. So why you're co quoting a guy that left your organization is beyond me. Okay. Also, if you were just talking about uh, just the wonderful, virtuous, you know, amazing Barack Obama in the clip before us. And now you're talking about like how billionaires are starving people across the world, billions of people on the other side of the world. Like you, the guy you were just talking about, who is this wonderful president is responsible for, I, I don't know how many million people in the middle East with wars in Syria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, I mean, what two wars of seven, like Yemen, Somalia, like this dude is so ideologically inconsistent. He's blinded by ideology. It's sick. This guy makes me sick to my stomach. The argument that he's making right there drives me fucking crazy. That the and he, again, he doesn't quote where he gets this information from, but Matt Taibbi apparently said, and we just have to take his word for this, that the money being held by billionaires is being pr held privately in 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 private banks, he says, whatever that means, air quotes, mm -hmm. private banks, is the least productive use of money that the, that can be can be had with money. That argument is so fucking wrong. These people that have all this money, they have money because they put their money to use. Those banks are not just vaults where you put cash in and it just sits there. They use that money for investments. The people that invest in those banks get returns on their money. That's where capital funds other businesses. That's where it comes from. A guy like him thinks that the only place that capital actually is useful is in the hands of the government yeah. to produce things like a green economy. I think one of the first things he that. talks about is how in this in this interview with Joe Rogan is how we need to take money from billionaires and use it wisely by putting it into by giving it solar. to the government. Yeah, take no. The, the government should take it from these billionaires and put it into solar production and green energy and retrain people to do uh, to to work in the green economy. The problem with that is that there is no demand for that. We have no green economy. There is no demand for a green economy. If yeah. there was a demand for it, there would it be would one. already be we happening. Would have one. The people with all their money in the banks would put their money in the green economy because that's where all the money. That's if where they're going to make the most money. If there was a demand for a green place, economy, these people with the money would be clawing over the top of each other because they're financially driven, empathy deficient psychopaths, which is probably why they became billionaires. <laughs> but they would be fucking clawing over the top of each other. Yes. Like, I, I, I need to buy a solar farm. And exactly. I need to be the first guy I'm going to... Those same people are the reason that we have the healthiest and uh, the healthiest society ever, the most wealthy society ever, the, the, the lowest childhood death rate of all time, not just in America, but over the world. People, it's because of greed. It's because of people wanting their money 
to grow. They invested in things that are going to succeed that other people on the earth want. And when you do that, you rise, you raise everybody out of slums. You end world hunger. You end poverty. You end people dying from climate change, air quotes. You end all of these terrible things. I mean, the world is in such a great place right now because of rich people investing money into industry. Governments have never been successful at doing that. Anytime governments have tried to do that, they've made the situation worse. And all you have to do is look at the history of the 20th century to I know disagree. that. Please give me an example of where I'm wrong. Golden Gate Bridge. What about it? Government interjected. The government built the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge. They built Red Rocks. There are not... It's not 100% across the board where government is not good. And so do you think that the, gov- the Golden Gate Bridge... They pulled out of the fucking depression... Well, Which they might have created themselves anyway. They prolonged the depression with the Great Deal. But still. No, let me ask you this. There are if, examples where the government does good shit. All right. So here's, let a, me ask here's you, a metaphor for what you're saying, Ant, is I don't have the exact figures off the top of my head, but I think I roughly remember them, is I think you're, you are kind of conflating things being produced at all and that being responsible for, you know, being laid in the lap of government, them being responsible for it. So when people say the 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 libertarian, as you know, you brought up earlier, argument is always like, "Well, we wouldn't have any roads." It's like, do 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 you not think that we have an a a personal investment in creating roads in our community? Like, right? There's a, that's, that's be, or a yeah. school for, or for if example. the government didn't build the Golden Gate Bridge, do you think that private groups would never have gotten together to think of maybe we need a bridge? It was the Exchange from, Bank that did it, actually. Yeah, but do you think the Golden Gate Bridge would never have been built if it wasn't for government doing it? Uh, I mean, probably not, no, because that was an inevitable. So all the industries that benefit project, from the Golden but, Gate Bridge, you mean probably not, you mean like it would have been. Inevitably, it probably would, it probably have, would have, been. have been. It might not have happened as quickly, but I think it's, I mean, that's it. Do you think it would have been done for the exact same price tag that the government did it for? Cheaper or more expensive? I don't know, man. <laughs> Come on. I think you know no, the answer. No, I think they probably milked the goddamn system. Sure. Sure. That's they kind of the best point we're talking about. Even if they didn't, yeah. if you think about it today. So same scenario today. Do so, you think the government would build it for cheaper or more expensive than more. the private? Oh, uh, more. Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the point of what we're bringing up because I was just thinking. Everything they, the government They did. just built an entire condo complex in Los Angeles. And it was, the government took it on, like we're gonna we're gonna end homelessness, quote unquote, in Los Angeles, which is going really well, by the way. I don't know if you guys are keeping up. That's <laughs> down. Yeah, it's down. Uh, I mean, but, I was just down in Southern California. I, didn't I did see not a hear about this anywhere. project. Yeah, What's and the, so they built this giant condo complex. And when you break down the the price structure of what it is, they built so many so many units, and at each unit, it it came out to you know I'm talking about a little like 500 square foot like nice little apartment, but we're gonna get people off the streets. We're gonna move them in here. It came out to six hundred and sixty thousand dollars per unit per studio for a five hundred square foot unit. That five hundred square foot apartment per no, person. No yard, no property. Five hundred square. Do you oh. know? Do you like Kelly and I? I mean, we're all in construction. We're we're both general contractors. We build houses for a living. Do you know what kind of house I can give you for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars? And that's in California. We live in one of the most expensive places in the entire world. I do know. Like, I can give you an insane house with property for, well, for that amount of money. I, want I wouldn't pump. go that far. Yeah, well, 
ironically, after I pay for all, after studio. I pay for all the permitting and, and everything, yeah, to get everything done, right. But I could give you a one hell of a tent, <laughs> a yurt. I mean, if you're talking about free housing, how could you turn down? You could give someone. All right, let me just phrase it this way: You could give someone a private lot with a house on it for six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. It might not be the nicest house you've ever been in. It might not be the biggest lot you've ever been on, but it would be your own lot with your own house. Yep. We're giving that away to homeless people simply for them being homeless. I mean, that's just... But the, the, point, the point that we're, we're making, though, is like if they gave that to you or I, for example, like, here, we want to do this like condo complex. Here, the budget's already established. It's six hundred and sixty. Uh, you know how much money I'd save a month? Yeah, six hundred sixty thousand dollars <laughs> per unit, and you're going to build five hundred units. You're like, I am going to be wealthy beyond belief by the how time I am done yes. with this project. Yeah, you got to be making five hundred grand off each unit. Yeah, because yeah. every unit can only cost about one hundred and fifty grand. So the 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 point is is yeah, when you don't have the skin in the game. Scale that when when would, you don't have skin in the game, which government does not, and they're spending other people's money. There is no motivation. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, like for efficiency, for honesty. To be honest, and once everyone takes their their skims and their kickbacks and their their crony capitalist friends, all this money that it goes to, it's we get screwed in the end.